With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Trevor Woods here from SB Nation's Maize and Brew with another edition of Getting to Know Michigan's Opponent. Michigan's opponent this week needs no introduction. The Michigan State Spartans, who may not be having the season they hoped for to this point, but a rivalry game is a rivalry game, and throw them record books out because this should be a good one come Saturday night at the Big House. And to preview this matchup today with me is Jack Eveling, who knows all things Spartans from Michigan football to Michigan basketball and everything in between. You can find Jack on television at Press Pass All-Stars. Great show with my buddy Tom Crawford. And you can catch Jack also on the radio on The Drive with Jack, which you can find weekdays live from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern on the Spotlight Radio Network. How are you doing today, Jack? Doing great, Trevor. How about you? Uh, You know, I couldn't be better, Jack. And, you know, we love sports. Definitely love fall. And I love this rivalry, although there's some bad blood here and there. It's kind of what we live for in this profession. But before we dive into the rivalry, Jack, you're an AP voter, and you're definitely somebody who I respect when it comes to their votes. And you're not biased in any way, shape, or form. The past couple weeks, you have had Michigan at number three in your rankings. And I watched Press Pass All-Stars this past week, and you said that Michigan – defensively might even be better than last year. So just curious what went into that ranking of putting Michigan at number three. Well, based on the Penn State game and the uh, disembowelment of the Nittany Lions, I thought that was one of the best games I've ever seen a Michigan team play start to finish. It's it's amazing that it wasn't a bigger spread, the dominance. But 
Uh, I told Crawford this, that uh, I think this might be as good a Michigan team as I've seen. And I started watching Michigan games in Ann Arbor in 1961. First one I saw there was an Ohio State win 50-20 to when Bo Schembechler was an Ohio State assistant coach. And uh, I really think that this might be as good a Michigan team as I've seen, and that includes the national championship team in 97. Now, when it comes to Michigan State, their worst loss of the year, in my opinion, was Washington, a road game. But put a 4-3 defense together and some new wrinkles last week, or the week before last, I should say, Michigan and Michigan State, both on a bye week last week. But have you seen some improvement from the Spartans team? Because if you just look at rankings, Jack, a lot of the rankings aren't favorable, but improvements can be made throughout a season. So what should Michigan be concerned with? Well, I think their worst game of the year, Trevor, was really a home game against Minnesota. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, they were lucky to score. Uh, <laughs> the Wisconsin game, uh, you know, they ran into a quarterback. They haven't stopped yet, and they've had a lot of chances to do that. So uh, Michael Penix III, he just looks at the schedule and he sees Michigan State, he gets excited. Uh, This Michigan State team is starting to get a little bit healthier. It's not healthy, but healthier. And getting uh, Xavier Henderson and Jacob Slade back, they were two of the top three defensive players have been out almost all year. So they make a difference, and and, uh, this Michigan State defense has been lost most of the year. So... Uh, much better performance against Wisconsin, held the Badgers to less than 300 yards. Wisconsin hasn't been great all year, but did look pretty good last week uh, against Purdue. So maybe they can build on that win with the week off. And uh, Michigan State's going to have to either steal a win uh, in Ann Arbor, in Champaign, or in State College just to be bowl eligible. Well, we'll see if they're able to do that. Now, on the offensive side of the ball for Michigan State, no Kenneth Walker this year, who's looking pretty darn good for the Seattle Seahawks. Really impressive yeah. performance on Sunday. But big void, especially when it comes to this Michigan-Michigan State matchup. Walker, one of the most impressive performances I've ever seen in person from college to pro last year. His performance against Michigan, absolutely incredible. Masterpiece. Yeah. Anyway, no Walker this year. Michigan State's running backs, they're averaging 3.7 yards per carry. Jim Harbaugh, though, did say that the Michigan State receiving core might be the best they face all season. Now, of course, Ohio State would like a word with that. but yeah, uh, I haven't faced them yet. That'll change. Yeah. But what do you think of the Michigan State offense as a whole, the pros as well as the cons? Well, Peyton Thorne has been banged up but still in the lineup. And uh, he's been up and down. Uh, offensive line has been uh, missing much of the year. And when you have Jaden Reed, your best player, out, uh, you don't want to use injuries as an excuse, uh, but they're an explanation maybe why this team has been so bad in sometimes. And, uh, you know, three and four, um, it's been a disappointment. I think most people were hoping that this team could win eight games. Now they're going to have to really struggle to win six. I'm going to ask you a question about head coach Mel Tucker. Yeah. Not, not the season that Tucker wanted, but had a pretty good year last year. Won, yeah. won one coach of, the year. coach of the year last year. Yeah, it was, uh, so. so did Jim Harbaugh, which uh, you know made for interesting banter, I'm sure, on your shows as well as yeah. 
on Twitter, but that's how it should be, right? But anyway, right. Th- this year, here's really my point, Jack. Mel Tucker, very serious guy. I do watch, yeah. I do watch his press conferences. Now, I remember Mark D'Antonio too, and uh, there, there's, there, there seems to be a bit of an overlap in how they approach each week, and especially the Michigan-Michigan State rivalry. Uh, do you yeah. kind of agree with me there that there's kind of been this continuation of, I guess you could call it the D'Antonio way, and well, I guess now it's Tuck coming, right? But uh, do, do you kind of see the parallels between D'Antonio and Mel Tucker? Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I think there are some. I think there are differences, too, especially in terms of recruiting and uh, the way that they approach that. Well, the trans the transfer portal era yeah, uh, definitely definitely kicked kicked in uh, after D'Antonio left. At the right time for Mel Tucker. Yeah, but, uh, D'Antonio, he was running what I call a developmental program. If you think of Wisconsin or maybe Iowa, that's what Michigan State was doing and doing very well, well enough to go thirty six and five at one point and to win three Big Ten championships in the span of six years. Uh, you know, there are a lot of teams that that uh, really don't win too many Big Ten championships, but Michigan State was in a situation where for a while in the mid-teens really had it going, and then when D'Antonio left, uh, Cupboard was pretty bare, and a lot of people were amazed that Mel could come in and get to 11-2. and It's funny that last year uh, Michigan, Michigan State, and Ohio State all finished the season with two losses. And two of those three teams were very happy about it. And one of those three teams, Ohio State, was despondent about it. So uh, a little bit different take on it. But Michigan State has always placed a tremendous amount of emphasis on this game. Um, Michigan State, you know, they've won uh, five of the last seven times they've been in Ann Arbor. And I think something that would surprise a lot of people, Trevor, is that since 1950, when Michigan State was invited to join the Big Ten, and it's also just about when Woody Hayes got to Columbus, uh, Michigan State trails Michigan in the series 39-31. to And Ohio State leads Michigan in their series 39-29. to So actually, uh, Michigan State has beaten Michigan two more times than... Uh, Michigan has beaten Ohio State, and I think a lot of people would be very surprised by that. Last question for you, Jack, is about the Michigan offense. Yeah. I know I know you were at at least one Michigan game this year. Which one was that? Yeah, Colorado State. Yeah, and I remember, might have been around halftime, third quarter, Tom Crawford, who works with you, he, yeah. he sits by me, and I remember you came and asked us what grade we would give Cade McNamara and JJ McCarthy, and right. I believe me and Tom Bull said C for McNamara at that time and A yeah. or A plus for JJ. Yeah. So yeah, just curious. You know, now we got more data accumulated, more film to watch of Michigan's offense. Do you see them taking a next step 
when it comes crunch time, you know, this is crunch time, rivalry game, Ohio State, or heck, any team in the Big Ten, you know, can uh, be a challenge. But, yeah, what do you think of McCarthy? What do you think of the Michigan offense? I think McCarthy has a very high ceiling, a higher ceiling than McNamara. And the only thing that would prevent Dardum would be uh, maybe he makes mistakes, uh, the kind of mistakes that can get you beat. We know last year uh, there were a couple of fumbles, one that slid out of bounds in East Lansing, and then the other one that was one play before uh, Kenneth Walker's game-winning touchdown. So uh, I would say if play clean football, uh, you know, he's as good as any quarterback Michigan has had. Uh, he reminds me a little bit of Drew Henson in terms of potential, in terms of his athleticism, his arm, his legs, all of that. And he needs more experience, but he's getting that this year. So if he can stay healthy and he can stay mistake-free, I expect him to do great things. The thing that's going to help him there, and it's really the key to this Michigan team, <coughs> is the offensive line. You can talk about Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards, and, and they're terrific backs, but the Michigan offensive line is a cut above. And uh, that's what Big Ten teams, including Ohio State, are going to have to deal with. I lied, Jack. I got one more for you. I just thought of one more, and it is, what do you think the game plan for Michigan State's defense is to stop Michigan's offense? Uh, They're going to have to try to create turnovers. They're going to have to do something dramatic, uh, change of possession plays, because if they just allow Michigan to possess the ball and grind them down with that offensive line, and then uh, they'll, they'll take their shots and hit a couple big plays. Uh, Michigan should be able to at least score in the 30s and maybe higher than that. So, you know, if you play this simulation out 100 times, you know, does Michigan win 80? Does Michigan win 85, 90? Who knows? Uh, Michigan State isn't going to win many of them. But we've seen this before. Two years ago, Michigan State was a 21-and-a-half-point underdog, and rolled in after a seven-turnover performance against Rutgers. Uh, That was Mel Tucker's second game, and I'm not sure he knew all the players' names. Michigan had just beaten Minnesota on the road and looked terrific in doing it. And then Michigan State wins the game in Ann Arbor 27-24. to So uh, I've seen uh, 15 Michigan State upsets of Michigan, uh, seven of them by double digits, and I don't know that many teams in the Big Ten that have beaten Michigan seven times in the last half century. I don't think there have been many. Well, in fact, uh, there might only have been two. Well, yeah, Michigan State has certainly had Michigan's number the flat past decade plus now. And we'll see if yeah. they're able to be the underdogs again and go into Ann Arbor and steal a win. But it's going to be tough. Tough for both teams. But, Jack, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Would you like to tell our listeners where to find you on television and the radio? Sure. Uh, They can check us out. Uh, It's the Drive with Jack, the Spotlight Radio Network, and we just had our 2 millionth segment download uh, this week, so we're happy about that. Uh, 20 years of uh, sports talk radio. Uh, a lot of it with uh, Blue Belly Tom, Tom Crawford, and uh, 10 years of television on Fox 47, one every Sunday night, uh, and that streams at, at 11 o'clock. So looking forward to that, and uh, I look forward to seeing you Saturday night at Michigan State. 
Heck yeah, I can't wait for some press box food at the big house <laughs> under the lights. It's going to be a good one. So thank you, Jack. And once again, this is Trevor Woods from SV Nation's Amazing Brew. Please follow me on Twitter at Woods Football, and I'll talk to you on Saturday night. Have a good one, folks.